Welcome to the episode 137 of the Bench Time Podcast with Dad and Pappy Wiley. All right. We're done with oh, that. You got to put that input oh, in there. Every, and Evelyn just knocked my entire workbench stool over. She just knocked my stool over. All right, girls. Head on back up to Mommy. Thank you for doing the intro. That was a fun intro. Yay. All right. Well, now that our ears are both bleeding, um, <laughs> make sure you shut that door, Audrey. Okay. All right. Well, hey, guys. Welcome to, as you heard from my daughters, um, welcome to episode 137 of the Bench Time Podcast with yours truly. Yeah. Dad and hey. Pappy Wiley. So, Todd and Brett Wiley, we're here again the next week. So, um, we pre-recorded this week um, for a couple reasons, and I, if there are any new patrons, I do want to thank you guys. Uh, we will give you a shout-out on the next week's episode. Yes. We're not right. ignoring you. Uh, we had to pre-record for a couple of different reasons, and yeah. um, um, so we didn't catch if there are new patrons, but thanks again, guys. We will give you a shout-out the next week on 138. Right. Uh, we promised you last week that we would give you two top ten lists. So I had a lot of fun with the first top ten list that we did, um, which wasn't in any order. It was just the top ten yeah, funniest yeah. things that we've recounted, re- could recount of happening. And there were way more funny moments than what we probably even talked about. Um, right. Like the one that I thought of the most was uh, afterwards when we were done recording. I thought about how there was one or two nights where I had like a coyote killing something in my backyard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, there'd yeah. be like weird noises, and I'm like, oh, okay, uh, something's now getting murdered in my backyard. Uh, yeah. I don't know what it is. It's an animal, and there's a larger animal eating another animal, and I can hear it <laughs> as we're recording. Because what would end up happening is it would be a nice evening out like it is tonight, and I would have right. my garage door open. And um, there were some other great moments, like when we were having <laughs> Dave Furry on and his wash. <laughs> And his washing machine went off. We're in there. We're talking to Dave, and we hear this. And I'm like, what was that? Oh, my washing machine's done. Oh, my uh, God. My dryer went off. It was his dryer. Yeah, it was his my dryer. My dryer went off. <laughs> must have been sitting right next to it. It sounded like he was eating a bag of chips. <laughs> oh, we had that. And Dave was an awesome guest. Oh, yeah, too. yeah. It was fun. We had was that fun. one. I never had somebody. Remember the epi- I never had that. Remember the episode when we had, uh, it was our first time we recorded with a guest. And oh, um, Stephen Hayworth. By the way, oh, Steve, God. I want to get you back on. It's been a long time since we've had Steve on. And if you're listening, Steve. um, That was embarrassing that night. Oh, my word. I wanted to call. We recorded the whole thing. It was an hour and a half that we recorded. An hour and a half. And we got done with the recording of it. And Brett contacts me and goes, oh, my God, Dad. It didn't record. It was bad. Oh. So we had to get a hold of Steve and re- The next day. the next day and have him do come uh, in and we had to I do felt the whole like, thing over again. I felt like crawling into a hole uh, and dying that awful. night. Uh, because, you know, I, wa- I felt like I wasted... Yeah. I felt like I wasted Stephen's time. Now, thank God, Stephen yeah, Hayworth... glitches like that. Stephen, yeah. I, Stephen Hayworth, big big kudos to you. I... Uh, you, you didn't even blink. You didn't even hesitate. You came back on and re-recorded with us. 
in the infancy of our podcast, you understood that, you know, mistakes happen. I felt like an absolute turd because I did that. But, um, you know, we we re-recorded it and it turned out great. Um, But a big, big props to to Steven because uh, he didn't even hesitate about coming back on. He's like, yeah, absolutely. Countless audio glitches. We've been better. We've been a lot better. Oh, yeah, yeah. I met earlier on. Man, in the beginning, though, it was rough. There was some rough moments in the beginning. Well, the time I was, I talked about it last week's show. Um, <laughs> when we were up, when I was sitting up at, uh, at, uh, at Albany doing the expo. <laughs> and the microphone. And, oh and I had God. those guys all around uh, the, the table we were talking. And, um, <laughs> oh. and it was, um, it, it was Jimmy Dignan pulled the microphone out of, <laughs> out of the computer. Well, you were passing the mic around. So we had to start pat we were passing the mic around and he was talking into a microphone that wasn't even put put into the computer because <laughs> he pulled it out. I don't know if it was when Doug handed it to him oh, or if it man. was when it was when Jimmy took it. But it it pulled the cord out. Luckily the actual laptop's uh microphone picked up yeah, the, voice for the most the part. Native, it the, was weak though. The native and I had I contacted you and told you I was away. You were away, but you I was in Alabama to... running a hundred damn miles, and you te- and you text me that Sunday night, and you go, "Oh, it, you juiced let, it up though. You juiced it up." So, yeah, but yeah, but but I was only like six hours removed from finishing a hundred mile race, and you yeah, go, yeah. "Hey, um, we have a problem. Uh, <laughs> I'm in no capacity to get on and edit a podcast." No, and you're... no it, was, it was before you ran. Oh, it was that Friday night. It was that Thursday night. Thursday night, yeah, because I had just arrived in Alabama on that Thursday yeah, night, yeah. and you're like, uh, "I don't know what to do." I was like, "Well, there's nothing I can do about it." Like, I'm. No, you did something to enhance the voice. No, a I mean, bit. but right then at the moment, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, "Listen, I'm 2,400 miles away from you. I right. cannot do anything about this right now. Like, I gotta. Right. We'll deal with it. We'll make it work." <laughs> and unfortunately, when I did get home, I looked and I saw. That we were able to salvage the. Um, That's on there on our archives. You can hear well. it happen too. Yeah. If you go back and into that episode, you can hear, you hear how clear out, yeah. everybody was, and then you can hear there's like a popping noise, and then everyone yeah. cuts down the real low, a different a different volume. But uh, uh, that was good. And and I, and before we Bob get, Seckler was on there with us. That's who it was. It was Last Bob week, Seckler. Yeah. And it was, uh, and and uh, of course, Hal Reynolds, and that's when Hal was holding up the clipboard, and he wrote "Speak up, speak up" to uh, wrote "Speak up" on my clipboard. He was hanging up in front of uh, of uh, Doug because Doug says so soft spoken, <laughs> and he was like, "Speak up!" And <laughs> we're all laughing. It was funny. It was pretty well, funny. And and I don't want to go on too much about last week's list, yeah, of top tens, but. Uh, you always figure out. You always find some after. There were more it? later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there were just a there was a, there's a bunch. There's a, a bunch of awesome ones that I just you right. know think of as I go along. But sure. anyways, all right. Well, we are. I gonna... remember doing a live build on my at my workbench and spilling my beer. Oh yeah, yeah, time. yeah. That was a party all foul over the place. And then I and then I I sopped it up and then I spilled. A, shortly later, I did a. Uh, a, a, a bottle of paint that spilled over, and the same thing. Not a good and, episode and, for and you. And I had a couple things that weren't working right with without that I was building, and I just said screw it, and I it disappeared. I shut the whole thing down right in the middle of the live, and it was done because I was so frustrated. I thought I was going to lose my lose my cool, 
and I had to shut down. It was one of those ones where you're like, okay, that's enough. Only bad things are happening right now. I got fumble fingers. I'm dropping everything. I spilled a beer all over the counter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. It, we've had a bunch of good ones. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the more and more we do, the more and more funny moments we're going to have. So, sure. All right. Oh. Let's jump into this week's topic. Uh, we were going to do two different lists, and I'm going to not necessarily do top tens this week. We're yeah. just going to do two. Um, what was some stuff? And then we have patron questions, too. So Okay, good. Um, I did ask the patron questions last week, and by the time you guys are hearing this, I'm already home, and um, the reason we're pre-recording this is because I went to the beach for a week, so this is our first time I've taken a family vacation in since we had kids, right? Yeah. And so, um, I right now as we're recording this, we're a couple of days pre-vacation, so I cannot tell you how the vacation went because I don't know yet. But I can guarantee you there will be some stories. There's going to be some stories. Um, oh sure. But by the time you're listening to this, I'll, I would have already been back home and everything is good to go. Um, but so that's why we're pre-recording this. And if you're listening and you put in questions as a patron, your questions are now being answered this week versus last week um, just because we pre-recorded. So anyways, we're going to do two of our favorite topics. We've talked about them before in bits and pieces, but we're going to throw them all together in this week's episode, which is going to be the top things. We're not going to do top 10. We're just going to do the top things. Okay. The top things that we have bought for our layout that we enjoy, whether it's a tool or a kit or a, a product or a scenery thing or details, whatever. And then the top 10 things that we have buyer's remorse over. Ooh, yeah. Which yeah. Mm, it might be a little sensitive, but who knows? We'll dig into that. So, uh, Top 10, these are the top essential things that we bought. The first, we the first things are going to be the top essential things that we think that you all would benefit from for owning or purchasing uh, for working in or around right. your layout. Right. So I'll, I'll lead that one off. Go ahead. If you, if you don't mind. No, go ahead. All right. Well, the first thing I would, and we're not, we said top 10 last week. We don't necessarily, we might not stick to 10. We might go a little over. We might be a little under yeah. on both, but these are the top 10 things you should get for your layout or your work area, and these are the top 10 things that we have, buyer, personally, have buyer's remorse over for our, our work areas slash layout. Right, right. All right, so first we're going to start with the positives. Good news always first. Uh, the top, the first one I'll lead off with is um, the plastic shelving that we've purchased, and I want to get more. Um, yeah. I don't think you can go wrong with and, and I'll ex- enough shelf and I'll expand upon that to just storage in general. Yeah. You cannot go wrong, and we've talked about this countless times before on the podcast. You cannot go wrong with just buying more things to help you store and organize all the right. stuff that you accumulate over time. Right. You can't go wrong with it. Nope. It's not cheap. Even when you go to Harbor Freight, the shelving and storage stuff isn't the cheapest. Right. But it's even when you buy it on a budget, it can be pricey. Right. But I've never bought a storage item that I regret. Yeah. I don't know how you feel, but... I, I haven't either. Um, I, I, there's never been a buyer's remorse over a, an item that helps me be more organized. Right. 
I agree with that. And you're talking about shelving. It's not cheap. Like you said, even if you go, hey, if you have the space on your walls and you can build your own shelving by going to the Home Depot or yeah. Lowe's or whatever and buying real wood shelving and brackets and whatever and mounting them into the wall or building a set of shelves onto a wall, uh, that's awesome. Uh, but even that shelving is not cheap. However, in the long run, uh, you're, the more shelving you have, the better organized you can get with your containers and things like that. Um, shelving is crucial, without a doubt. Definitely. Yeah. So what's yours? Um, well, it, we we often talk about you know the exacto knife, right? We've talked about the different various exacto knives and things. And one of the things we don't talk about um, is the um, the box cutting knife. Um, the, you know, utility knife. Yes. But not like the, not like the one that you have the, the, the hard case one. I got like a DeWalt one and a Milwaukee one right in here. They're nice. The sliding kind. I'm talking about the sliding kind. It's made out of plastic. I can hear you doing this. I can hear you doing this with it right now. Right. The orange ones. Yeah. The orange ones are nice. Okay. Now they're 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 cheap. You can pick them up at the front counter at the hardware store. You can also little, do. They're it, usually sitting in a cup. I'm gonna let you know real quick. You can yeah. do what I did and get on Amazon and yeah. order a. I think I got a 15 pack of them or a right. dozen. I think I got a dozen of them for like yeah. 4.99 on Amazon. Okay. That's a good deal. Yeah. However, what I have found that I enjoy more so and it holds up way better for me. Is I went out to the hardware store, and instead of buying one of the cheap ones that I always end up breaking or losing, or the mechanism doesn't slide or it breaks, you know, it breaks sometimes. Um, I have bought, and I've been using it now for about six months. It's made by Olfa, O L F A. It's a hard, it's it's a little sturdier. It's not. It's still not. It's still not a, you know, a real. Um, it's still not a real super duper heavy duty one, but it's it's the same type. It's as as cheap ones. It has the break off blades, and but the mechanism to extend the blade and then lock it in place is a little more sturdier. Um, the casing is just a little stronger of a plastic. It's a nicer, sleeker look, and you can buy the replacement blades to fit the Olaf. Uh, they're nine millimeter. Uh, snap off blades and you get like 13 to a pack you know and uh they're i think i think they're they're not very expensive they're like two bucks okay but now i've got 13 replacement blades so using this one knife i i like it because i think it's a little sturdier and it holds up better for me it costs a couple dollars more for the olaf knife olfa knife olaf yeah the Olf knife um but I, I really like it, and I recommend it. Um, I've, have you, I've had... have you uh, ever broken yeah. one of these utility knives that had to break off blades? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Who it, is, it is the most frightening moment of your life. It is. Because <laughs> you're, 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 not, you're not sure if it's going to snap yeah. into your hand or your face. Right. or and, and it's far enough away, like, like, even if it did snap into you, like it, I don't know if it would. I don't know what it would do. It's not yeah. happened to me. I've broken them, but I've not hit myself right. with them. But, but these things are. But that, nice. that noise, the noise, though, when you're yep. when you know you're already bending it to its yeah. limit, 
and then it finally like pop it just pops yeah. on you oh yeah yeah that first moment of that first moment is like i think i just died i think i actually yeah. just died <laughs> and then you hear the blade land somewhere else or it's stuck in the foam you're, or it's stuck in the foam you're working on and you're like right. okay right. We're, we're good now we're good we're good well i like this old for for cutting cutting the foam yeah. i really do I, it allows me it just handles well in my hand it's it's shaped I, I, I like the shape and design of it. It's it's just nice. Well, so, and I, I like usually it. talk about products like that, but that that one's a good one. So, you know, you know, make sure you get some replacement blades, and I don't have to keep going out and buying those cheap ninety nine cent ones over and over and over and over again because you get one blade with them. You know. So anyhow, that's it. Well, um, that's it on that one. So go ahead. One of my other, I think, top investments that you can get um around your work area whether it be at your your workbench or around your layout depending on the height of your I mean, most, most layouts are a certain height i think right right um is a nice a couple of nice areas to sit yeah and and whether that be and i we have a couple bar stools Right. Uh, do you have what do you have? Do you have the old wood bar stool still that I gave yeah, you the I white have the one? Wood bar stool. That's what I love. I sit on that all the time. That's, I love. I have the same one in my house, right? Yeah. So we have those. Um, they're nice. They're yeah. the right height. They're sturdy made. They're, they're heavy duty. It's ha- that's heavy as hell. It's, and it's I a have hard. It's a hard stool to sit on. I have a pad on it. Yeah. Uh, like a, well, mom know, made a pad it. for both of ours. Right, and I love it. It's you know, it doesn't. I, I, it has good back support, and uh, so I don't feel like um, if I sit there at it all day long, I don't feel like my back and body are sore and tired from it, and it sits me up a little higher yeah. than a regular chair would, obviously. I, I honestly so. feel like having a couple good uh, seating options are, are nice. Um, yeah. Around where I'm at here, sitting here, mm-hmm. which is half podcast land, half layout land. Um, right. You know, I have two bar stools. I have the one that you gave me, the cobalt, the cobalt workbench seat. Right. Yep. And the bar stool that you also have the same one of. Correct. Uh, and I also have a couple folding chairs. I have some old wooden kitchen table chairs. Right. I have an old kitchen table down here. Yeah. This kitchen table, by the way, has seen a lot of things. Mm-hmm. This was the kitchen table that Pap and Grandma gave me. Right. Which was at your house when you grew up. No, it wasn't. Well, Mark was maybe when Mark was a kid. My uncle when they moved to the new house, and that's where they had that. Okay. Your, your uncle Mark was just getting out of college and so moving out still, of there. But this he, table, he was there this table's yeah. seen a lot. <laughs> so right. Uh, right, this table has a lot of this table has been seasoned very well. Right. Um. So so we have a lot of different work. We have a different. We have a lot of different levels you can work at. Whether you want to work right. at this table or you want to work at my workbench or the or the the layout, we have multiple heights of of levels to work at. We have multiple different types of chairs. I think one of the important things to make sure you're good with when you're working either at your workbench or around the layout is good a good seating option. Yeah, because you can stand. Um, some people don't want to stand for right. long periods of time. So if you're yep. not able to stand for long periods of time, having something good to just you know, a good sturdy seat that's also comfortable. It doesn't give you back pain. Right. Um, something that you're also not worried about 
worrying about falling apart as you're sitting on it is key to having, you know, your comfort is key. So when you're working, if Mm -hmm. you can work comfortably and and it's not going to hurt your back or it's not going to cause you problems otherwise – you need to make yep. sure that's set up correctly. So one of the one of the best investments I think you can make for yourself is comfort items for around your workspace, yeah. including chairs or um, you know special height for workshop benches or tables if you got to build it or buy one. Uh, that that to me is an essential. So and you will never regret making sure that you're comfortable while you're working, whether that is a you know a height thing or a. And I'm, you know, I'm just going to evolve this into also the third item. It's going to be because um, it's kind of ergonomics and health and safety uh, mm-hmm. is is also lighting. So oh yeah, I was going to use that, but you stole. I, it. I know, That's but but I think but I think this also yeah. kind of meshes all into one thing. So, yeah, you want to have the proper lighting for your eyes, so you don't. So right. Not only do you them. want to you make sure, and not only do you want to make sure with, I'm trying to blend this all into one thing. Not only do you want to make sure that you're sitting at the right height for your comfort level and that you have the right back support and you're not like hunched over in a a weird hunchback of Notre Dame position and you're going to wake up tomorrow morning and you can't move. And I've had nights like that where I've been working all night and I'm bent over all weird working because I'm in the wrong chair. Yeah. And then I'm like the next morning and I'm, listen, I'm I'm not old by a lot of means yet. You're better shape than most anybody I know anywhere. But listen, Four or five hours or longer of all night of a of an all night work session where I'm bent yeah. over, hunched over cr- incorrectly, right? And I still feel some some issues with it. And, and folks, this is coming from a guy who, who runs runs races and stuff for <laughs> up to a hundred miles for fun 50, for a friend up fifty <laughs> to a hundred miles. So we're talking four times a marathon. So so in one run, yeah. So you know and and. You know, and, so, and I understand the importance of ergonomics. Right. And this also evolves into the correct workspace lighting. So um, you want to make sure that you have the correct lighting. And I know this is something that you emphasized with me early, and I didn't quite grasp it right away um, until you gave me one of your hot lights. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think you upgraded an Otlight, and you gave me one of your old ones. But well, I got th- I had three. No, that was a brand new one. We bought it for you for Christmas. You did, yes. Yep. Cause you were, I was working with some. <laughs> I had these old ass brass lamps. Yeah, oh, they were awful. And uh, I just put like a a sixty watt LED bulb in it on my workbench. Yeah, and I told you over and over again. You got that's not good for your eyes. You gotta get, you gotta get better lighting, man. You so gotta get better lighting. Finally, no, 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 I'm good. I you, these are fine. You bought me one one hot light, and yeah. and now I have two. I have I have an even bigger one that is larger yeah. than the one you got me, but they're both pretty bright. And then above that yeah, yet, I right. and above that yet, I have Stop. a twenty-four inch, uh, um, a twenty-four inch fluorescent bulb right above my bench, right, um, right over my head. So I have three lights lighting just my tiny little work area on my workbench. Yeah. And in our yep. work area alone, we used to have those. Remember that? Oh my god! Remember those two measly little LED bulbs I had hanging from the beam in my basement? Oh my gosh! And yes. then and then we we would I would I would use the vice grips. Yep, and put um that L, the D, halogen light. the Dewalt halogen work lamp up, and we would work <laughs> under that. Man, and it was always like sub zero, <laughs> and that, that was like where that, most of our heat was coming from. That work lamp, man, that provided a whole bunch of heat. 
oh man we, you know we gathered around it like it was a fire like a campfire it was like our oh, communal we work yeah. light <laughs> but um the thing pumped out some light though and some heat yeah but uh it. but you know we were working no, we, with we, yeah we upgraded but we were working with some very poor lighting that per, that sure. cast and it also casts a lot of shadows mm-hmm. um and now yeah. that honestly now that i installed those eight i have four lights with eight tubes that run yeah. perpendicular to the layout right now that i installed them i don't know how we ever worked without that oh i know was, <laughs> uh, I, I you know i leave there and it was like I, my <laughs> eyes were strained from working down there you know and now now i get down there it's like it's like dream so honestly investment wise i think for the cost of four five six eight whatever dozen led light or not led but good lights that we have installed now yeah. For the cost of that, which was probably a hundred bucks or so range, hundred fifty dollars, yep, that might have been single handedly the one of the best investments yeah. we've made for our work area yep. down here was yep. was installing better and brighter lighting. Right, absolutely, without question, it's so much better for us. Um, one of the other things that I can throw into down there in the workbench area that that really helps with comfort. Um, and I, and I'm going to upgrade, we're going to upgrade that too. I've been thinking about that. Um, but I'll, I'll talk to you that about that in the show. Standing pads. You bought, you, you, you have co- these little carpet sample <laughs> p- p- blocks. And when you put them down there, they help me so much to stand on this. Yeah. Cause it's, it's otherwise it's solid concrete. Floor. And it's cold. And I'm 50 years old. I'm 55 now. But when we started this new layout, it was just you know, pure was concrete. Early, I was just yeah, it was pure concrete, and it was hard on me. And I leave there, and my I come home and complain to your mom about how. And I'm hey, I'm I'm not I'm 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 a little heavy now. You're a peak but, physical specimen. But for my age, <laughs> you know, I spent twenty some years playing hockey no, and wrestling hockey. I was in the peak performance of my life. I'm still in good shape. And, and eh, I've been, that's debate. I've been, no, I'm just kidding. I've been, I've been beat around and beat on and everything else. And, uh, my body's taking some major abuse. I got metal parts in me and, uh, you know, but when I stand there on that concrete floor, I came home, I felt like I played the most horrific physical hockey game I've ever played in my life. Uh, sometimes. And I tell your mom, I said, you know, I said, I stand down there on that concrete floor in the cold and it feels like. So uh, I come, my legs are stiff, my knees are even, stiff. So even just adding the company, the carpet, I, the company that I used to work for, um, it was a home builder, and we yeah. would get from the carpet manufacturers, we'd get these one foot by twenty, about twenty or eighteen inch, the rectangular carpet squares, kind yeah. of the same kind of carpet square you'd sit on as a kindergartner around yeah, a, you like know, that, yeah, yeah. It's 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 very it's actually the same size. So I got probably four dozen of them um because you know they'd phase out old carpet colors and what's a home builder going to do with old obsolete carpet colors right so they would just throw them away and i said hey i'll take those i could use them and um i spread them out all over the basement floor as little standing areas Mm -hmm. and um i noticed a difference also um not just with comfort with standing but also when it's i mean don't get me wrong when you're working in a basement, 
even if you have a finished basement in the wow. winter, it's a little colder down there. Um, yeah, it's got so, a little more insulation between your feet and the, so the cockpit. That little half inch of carpet, you know, yeah. when, when when you're standing on bare concrete, even yeah. in your shoes in the winter, you feel that cold in your feet. Yeah. Um, but when you have that carpet in between you, yeah. um, there's a little bit of an insulation in it. Leaves you a little bit. It keeps you a little bit warmer. It Absolutely. also helps my back when I'm standing, mm-hmm. and yep. it helps my. It doesn't make my feet feel as tired when I'm standing and working around the layout. So. Right. Whether you're using carpet or you're using like the Lowe's or Home Depot brand or or mm-hmm. even Harbor Freight brand um, ergonomic like uh, tile workbench work area squares. You know, what I'm talking about the foam ones that you can kind of the piece. ones I have here at my workbench. Yeah, I love them. So I'm whether- standing here right now, I'm sitting at my bench and my feet are on the on these um, the anti fatigue. They're anti fatigue pads. Right, but they're and, good and for, for you too. They're awesome, and and I, I can feel the cushion on them right now. I got new ones here. I've had the other ones for like three years here, and I replaced them recently. Um, but um, they last a long time, and they and they got a good workout. I, I've, this is my second set of them. They're not expensive. Those ones you get at Harbor Freight are the same exact ones that you can get anywhere else. Uh, they all fit the same, the same cut and uh, the the puzzle piece it looks like puzzle pieces yeah they fit together and they all fit from different the same i think they're all made by either the same manufacturer or they're all standard but i know that i've had two different kinds and they all the pieces all fit together but if you go to harbor freight and buy them they're like for one pack of i think you get i think you get like eight pieces six eight pieces or whatever um and um i think they're i think it's six pieces but in, in one pack, you get six pieces, and then that that it, it covers a good chunk of floor, and I think it's like eight bucks or something like that. It's like seven or eight bucks, and and my opinion is, um, I think we are going to invest and buy a couple packs of Harbor Freight and go all the way around the layout with them. Um, they're I think they're they're I mean, just the right for, width. Yeah, for for less than hundred bucks, we could cover a large area in this layout. I I agree. I think it'll be good for us and it'll be good for our feet, and I think we'll enjoy standing on them. Uh, not that the carpets aren't bad, but the carpets slide around and move. And once we get these laying <laughs> down, they won't. You know, right? Uh, yeah. I think that's I think that's an investment. I don't think it'll cost us even that much. I think it'll cost us more along the lines of. Like sixty, seventy bucks, maybe total, to go around our layout, right. and uh, you know, and, and and I think it's a it's a wise idea. I love my anti fatigue mats. Um, even if you don't get those, and you have you want to get one for your workbench, just get. I, I have those ones that lock together. I have a couple packs of them, and I I, I kind of outfitted my whole shop on the floor with them. Um, but if you get the uh they they make ones that are made for like to be in your kitchen they're they're for for chefs and cooks and stuff like that you can buy them and uh put them in your kitchen i think like bj's and uh costco and sam's club those kind of places have them um and you can buy one and they're not they're not they're not as cheap but they're not too terribly bad they're under 20 bucks and they're long and they're a little thicker even um, and that might be just right for in front of somebody's workbench. So, just an idea. I, I think that's important. Very important. I, I agree with that. I, I, I think, and that goes kind of, that's kind of three items in one. So, seating, lighting, and uh, a good 
a right. good foundation to stand on. Yeah. Um, if you're working on concrete, which many of us, I know many of our listeners um, have, uh, you know, basement layouts. If, yeah. you, if you're working on a concrete floor, it's important that you add some sort of barrier between you and the concrete because, I mean, I mean don't get me wrong. If your basement isn't a climate-controlled basement, which, mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of people have finished basements, but a lot of people also don't have finished basements. Yeah. Um, so you're probably working in an area that's a little bit more unforgiving. Um, so just making it a little more comfortable for yourself is, uh, is you know, it's always it's always going to help you. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's going to help make your work better, too, because you're going to be more comfortable. You're going to see better. You're going to be feeling better while you're working. So it's going to make you work better. Right. It's going to produce better work. It all goes back to producing better work. And with that, right. I'm going to add the next thing. So we're going to okay. get away from comfort items, right? Yep. I'm going to add some – this is a little different. We're not, we've talked about everything else before. We've talked about paintbrushes. We've talked about paint. We've talked about palettes. You know, you have a fetish for palettes. We've talked about pretty much anything modeling-wise that you can add to your area. But the one yeah. thing we haven't talked about is – what. Entertainment. Ah, right, right. So yeah. I think some of the some of the well, essentials. We touched, on, we touched on some like well, we always talk about, Yeah, but but as jokes. I mean, <laughs> yeah. don't get me wrong. We've the always refrigerator. I have talked about. We've talked about all of that, but never as a specific yeah. a specific thing, right? So adding yeah, some yeah. entertainment and some like home feel to your basement right. layout. Or your basement work area. So if it's like, yep. if it's like fifth, I'm just going to throw a stat out there. You know, whatever the number, 80% of all stats that are stats are made up stats, whatever. And I made that one up. So if you're like us and you have a concrete wall or cement block wall, basement wall. Right. Or if you're in an older home and you have an old foundation. It's, you know, it's not the most comfortable looking thing to be in. No. You know, it doesn't feel as comfortable as your your upstairs or your, your normal dwelling. So, right. so why not add some comfort items in? So down here, we have a couple. We've added some things as we've gone to add some entertainment value to the layout area. Yeah. Um, remember I had a recliner down here for a while? I do remember. <laughs> and uh I think I might add the couch back. I have a couch upstairs that we're not using much. I might put oh, yeah? a, I might put the couch down here. Just <laughs> why not? <laughs> Just to chill out down here. That'd um, be cool, man. We'd have our own couch. I love that idea. I'm gonna put a couch down here. Where are um, we putting it though? Well, I'm gonna get rid of the table that I'm recording on now. Oh, okay. Because I want to add more storage. So if I get rid of the table I could put the like I could put the couch down here. Okay. The table that you just got done saying has seen the world. Has seen everything we've done. Well, I'm not going to get rid of it. I'm just going to put it. I'm going to repurpose it. You got to repurpose it somewhere else. Yeah. Got it. Um, it'll still be part of the area down here. It's just going to be a storage table. Yeah. In a different area. Anyways, right. I don't need to get into that. So here are the the next thing I think is a top things you need for your layout slash work area. Yeah. You need some entertainment. You got to have. I mean, for us, music is essential. 
whether we're but, listening, no but, matter what type of music we're listening to, whether we're in the rap we got mood a good stereo, or the rock mood, or we're listening to some just some crazy electronic music, or we're playing some comedy, we're, or we're listening but, to some podcasts because sometimes you and I will just listen to podcasts. Yep. Um, no matter what we're listening to, we got a good. I got a big ass stereo down here. It with receiving capabilities. Yeah. It sounds really good. Um, good sounding audio system down here. So that way, when we're down here, we're not listening. It doesn't sound like we're playing it off of our phone, and it's real tinny sounding. No, um, it sounds it sounds good. You can, when you crank it, it, it sounds real. Yeah. Sometimes real the good. wife has to warn me that it's too loud. Yeah. And we got to yeah. turn it down, turn it down. But yeah. You know, you got to enjoy yourself. You got to have some good music. The other thing that we've recently added is a TV. Right. So, um, right. my wife and I had upgraded our living room TV. This is a long process here. The wife and I upgraded upgraded our living room TV. We got a, I don't even know what size it is, much larger. Have you seen it yet? Have you seen our new TV? Yeah, I was down there. We watched the cap. No, the, 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 the one the upstairs. Game in the playoffs. The new one we got upstairs. Have you seen? Oh that no, one yet? not that one. I thought you saw the one down in the basement. No, have you seen our new TV? No, it's it's much nicer than our. I said no, goddammit. it! I know. I just oh. said it's much nicer. Holy okay. moly! What the heck? Oh. <laughs> Dang! Well, you asked me three times because he didn't no. reply until the third time. All right, he did reply. Anyways, so we got a nice new TV in the living room. So with that, the nice TV that was already nice TV. We upgraded the bedroom TV, which was already a tiny TV. It was like a okay. it was like a thirty inch television, which ain't nothing to shame yeah, upon. Right. It was a good size. No. Uh, well, we've moved yeah. now the thirty inch television down to the basement because the one that was in the living room we put in the bedroom, and the one that was in the bedroom we put in the in the basement. So now I got a nice television right. down in the basement with the Chromecast hooked up to it. So my dad and I can not only listen to some good music. We can stream some cool. We can stream shows. We can stream YouTube. We can stream whatever it is while we're working down here. So we got college football, college football games. in the fall here. We're going to be able to watch college football and work at the same time. It's going to be so cool. No if longer there is such college football. There'll be college football. They just won't have fans. But we don't right. need to get into that. Yeah, they will. Us sitting in our layout well, watching we don't, yeah. football. Well, either way. Yeah. You and I, we're not getting into that yeah. whole conversation. You and I can sit here. I'm not getting into it. I'm just saying. Oh, no, fine. I'm just saying we can watch sports while we're down here working on TV now. I mean, working on the layout right. now. So, anyways. <laughs> what? What'd you just say? Your voice went. <laughs> Your voice went. <laughs> <laughs> well, did do it on was. did Some do it on this thing. side. It might be an. Inter- it didn't align. It might be. It, it might have been just a, an internet. Minutes. It might be an internet issue. Well, the listeners okay. won't hear it, so you're the only one that hears it. Okay, that's good. That's good. They don't. They should. Right. But anyway, so one of the Hang items out. I suggest, one of the items you won't regret, is adding a little bit of um, you know media to your work area, whether that's a nice stereo or. Right. Um, maybe right. putting an old TV down there so right. you can watch whatever your favorite things are. And there's been a couple times down here while I'm by myself. Comforts. And comforts. I'll throw Please on I'll throw on a Netflix series that I'm used to watching, and I'll throw it on in the background while I'm working. Um, and I'll kind of half. Yeah. It's not like I'm watching it intently, but I'll half watch it while I'm working. And just the, having that noise, right. other than just some. Sometimes music gets old. Like 
I love listening to music, man. I listen to yeah. every type of music ever. But right, you know, eventually music. I listen to podcasts and stuff just to break that up. Yeah, sometimes listening to just music gets a little old. So, um, yeah, you know, now I'm happy that I have Netflix and Hulu and NBC Sports and all these other things right. ready to stream down here. I I can I have Disney Plus. I can stream down here. I can watch Star Wars while I'm working. Who knows? So uh, you know, there's a million things yeah, I could yeah. I could throw on here while I'm working. So it just helps pass the time. It keeps your mind busy while you're working. So that's another essential yeah. item I feel like you should have around your work area. Yeah, I agree. I really I really do. I love that idea. And um, one of the things that I think that you need to have around the work area, and we don't, and we're going to down there. I promise don't not you, tell me a mini fridge. Next time I come down to work, I will buy one and bring it down. What's that? Do not say a mini fridge. Hello. Yo. No, damn it. I do like that idea though, but not a mini fridge right now. But eventually. But um, I'm going to buy one because I have one here on my wall. Is a round, circular, large wall clock. And I'm going to buy one and put it, bring it down there and put it up on the wall. You need, you, Are you there? Yeah, we need to have a clock. I agree. There is, is, there is no concept of time when we're down here working. There's not. There's not. <laughs> I look up and I'm like, holy hell, it's, I got to go. I got to go. It's like, you know, I'll be down there in the evening and it's like, holy shit, it's midnight. And you got to get up early in the morning and run, usually. And, uh, I'm, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not going to get home until 1 o'clock now. You know, so uh, or it's, it's a Sunday and I you know, want to be home by six o'clock and have dinner with your mom. But we've been down there since like 11 o'clock in the morning and seven hours is zip by like nothing, you know, because I couldn't able I wasn't able to look up and see a clock. Uh, I think it's good. I love having mine in here. We just gotta um, go. We get, we just gotta go to the dollar store and pick up a cheapo clock and hang it down That's, here. I I I I bought one at uh, it was one of those discount stores. Um, I think it was um, Big Lots. I think I paid nine ninety nine for it, and it, it fits up on my wall, and it works fine. And I uh, just put the battery in, hang it up on the wall. It's a good. Good size round face clock with regular numbers, and I say it's a, it's about the size of a pie pan. Hangs on the wall, and I can see it clearly. I don't lose track of time in here. If I you know if I have something else I need to do that day, I'm not running behind because of it. You know, it's right there. I just glance up, and boom, there's the clock. So uh, I think it's a good idea. I think it's something we need to put down there as well. But I'm glad I have one in this room. So. Yeah, I need to get one because uh, yeah. I I just revert to my phone when I'm down here, and I normally don't. And then you forget about your phone. Yeah, and then you don't, there, you don't you don't look at you don't check it every five minutes, right. and then right, later, exactly. and then you look when you do look at it, it's like yeah. it's been three hours, and you're like, well, shit, it's one thirty in the morning, and I gotta go to bed. Right, right, exactly. But so yeah, definitely. so I think that's a, a a key. Yeah, you know, and they're not expensive. You could pick up a cheap clock. Right, I agree. Whether it's on Amazon or at the dollar store or whatever, you can pick up a five dollar clock and you and you'll right. be set. Yep, indispensable items that we really haven't touched on, but I've recently found that they're indispensable. What's that? Um, it's do tell. Yeah, um, the, you know when you go to the fast food restaurants and you get like the souvenir cup, or you go to the theme park and you buy a plastic souvenir cup. 
or you go to like Mission Barbecue and you buy the, the support the troops. Yeah, you get the cheap. You get the or, extra ninety nine cents or an extra dollar yeah, or two, and you get a, refill, you get a plastic uh, cup out of it. And then you never refill it again, you know. Right. But you bought it anyways. And um, I, I had those. I had some plastic. Uh, cups that I I got from various events and things I went to that they had you know plastic handout cups and things like that from different companies. Uh, I got a stack of those things. Well, I keep them also, around here. They're also, good. also a shout out to Jeff Grove of yes. Carolina Craftsman Kits. Oh, he, I love my CCK. He cups. sent us like five or six of those CCK gold. I don't know how you can get them. I don't even know. If yeah. I don't even know if they're available on the site. But he Maybe said, sometime down the line we'll have to look into investing in some for us. He sent us a handful of those plastic cups, and uh, man, I mix everything in those cups. I love those cups. <laughs> Me too. And right now I have – I use them for – I know this sounds silly, but I buy s- sets of paintbrushes, okay? The ones that have all the same color brush handles. Yeah. You go to Hobby Lobby and you can buy them in a pack. They're like their master's touch or something Dude, like that. And hang yeah. on. I just looked up promo cups, sixteen ounce reusable reusable promo cups online. Yeah, we should all we should do some H- wireless scale customs promo Let's cups. Let's do them. Let's do some. All right, so, all right. They're but, they're indispensable. But, uh, they're great mixing cups. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Not only that, though, they're also great. I use them to sort my paintbrushes. So yeah, they're, they're multi-purpose. Right, so I use them not not to clean my paintbrushes. I have a special container for cleaning brushes. Yeah, um, but um, to to I, I have one cup holds all of my brushes that I use for weathering. You know the soft brushes for weathering, and then I, they all have the same color handle. So I go over and I buy those sets of you know a, a, the proper set of Master's Touch paintbrushes, and I use them just for weathering. Okay, I think I've talked about that on the show already. You did. But I recently bought a second set now for staining. So now all my stain brushes, there's like eight of them, and they have their yellow handled, and they're just for my staining, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like like Hunterline stains or my A and I, you know, alcohol India ink wash, that kind of thing. And they all go into the one cup. And then I have a special blue handled paint brushes that are used for general purpose stuff. Right. And then I have I have my really expensive, uh, the higher end ones that are the real fine points and specialty type brushes in a, in a fourth cup. So I love doing that. And, and, and those kind of cups are great for that. But they're not only great for that. They're great for, like you said, mixing, uh, measuring water out in. Storing um, anything in them. Right. You know what else is good? What? Go to the store and break down and spend three dollars and ninety nine cents <laughs> and buy yourself a pack of red solo cups. Yeah. Okay. And you have fifty of them, and they're there, and you can use them over and over again. And if you want, you can put your favorite beverage in them, drink out of them before okay? before you mix stuff in them. Though, do that before you right, mix right, stuff. Right, in yeah, them. yeah. Don't do it after. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But they're great for storing other things in. Like I went out the other day when, when I was working on this diorama. I went out in the yard, and there's, a, there's some little pebbles and stones and stuff I got. And I took one of those red solar cups out there. Went out and picked them up. Filled, yeah, I went out and picked them up, threw them in the cup, and I had them in there. And that's where they're at, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, but it's indispensable. You have 50 of them that are sitting there. It's, it goes – it's right in lines with that. We talked about that before too. Going out to the store and breaking down and spending fifteen dollars and buy yourself one of those mega packs of paper towels. 
Yep. Put it on the shelf right in your shop. Put it on put it on a shelf somewhere in your shop so you have all these paper towels and you're ready to go at any one time you have sh- you have some towels. You know? You, I go through paper towels like right and left. And they're not expensive. And you know, you, you don't buy the expensive ones, you buy the cheaper ones. Right. You know? But because you know, all you're going to do is paint on them or dry brush with them and things like that, you know? So, um, but uh, they're indispensable items uh, that, yeah, yeah, we don't talk enough about, like having paper towels. Right. Or when you go to Hobby Lobby or you go to Michael's or you go to Lowe's or Home Depot or any of those or the grocery store and you get the plastic bags that your groceries and items come in, save the plastic bags. And put them in like uh, one big, put them in one plastic bag, put all the other ones in it and store them up, hang them on a hook. And mm-hmm. you got a whole bag full of other plastic bags. They're great trash can liners. They are great for hauling, carrying stuff back and forth from there to other places. So if, like if I had to go to Brent's house and I need a plastic bag to throw some extra knickknacks and things in that I need to take beside my toolbox, right there it is, you know. And uh, so there's all kinds of use for the plastic bags. Don't throw them away. Right. You know? So One last one, and then we're going to transition into the biggest things we have buyer's remorse over. Ooh, I'm going to have fun with that one. But this is one last item. Yeah. The grated cheese or Parmesan cheese or whatever yeah. sprinkle cheese containers you get. Yeah. When, you, when you're at the store and you buy the Parmesan cheese containers, whether it's Kraft or any other brand, Right, right. Save those. You got to save those. Um, Agreed. I've used those for a million different things, whether yeah. it's sand or dirt or um, yep. you know scenery material that we bought from other manufacturers, and we've sorted it out and 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 separated it into other containers. Those yeah. sprinkled, those little tiny um, Parmesan cheese containers are. Awesome, and they're multi-purpose. Yeah. You can use them for a million different things. Right. Um, you can put your snacks in them, like some some cheese goldfish, yeah, or some uh, <laughs> some some gummy bears, or right. M and M's, or your favorite Chex mix, or yeah. your ballast, whatever right. it is. You can throw it in there, and uh, really, I, I think those are valuable to save. It's not really something you would invest in. It's something that you would probably buy for your weekly spaghetti night at your house, uh, and then you just save the container when it's over but right. um that and you know another thing that you can add to that before we go into the remorse hey, items, wash them out wash them out so well, they don't yeah, smell like your dirty toe cheese definitely you know? wash them out and that that same rule applies to these <laughs> like other like dirty socks after a while yeah no you don't want that no and that same rule also applies to any other container that you would save for yourself to work with including butter containers like spread <laughs> the, the nice spread those containers yeah. that are like the nice spreadable butters Sure. Those are great for like knickknacks and other weird detail yeah. parts and stuff, yeah. or or even even as like little basins for brushing your um washing your brush out. They're great for that. Yep. So um, save all that kind of stuff because you never know when you're going to need it. Right. So with that, let's jump into our top things we have buyer's remorse for. Things that we bought that we were that we thought we might need, so, but then we really uh, we we had to absolutely have it, but then it or out to be or a- or the things that we not necessarily not necessarily thought that we had to have, but things that we were told that we needed to have. Yes, and later we thought, you know, we really didn't need that thing. Yep. 
because there's a lot of that. Um, yes. And 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 I just want to kind of address this before we, we before we you know broach this topic. I want to say that there's a lot of people out there that really t- enjoy buying things because um you know it's marketed well or it's it it is how do i want to say this it's there's a lot of things out there that do make people better modelers because you buy yes. a better product i'm not ever i will never say that you shouldn't buy something expensive or something that's well done because yes. There are a lot of things. Those scenery products that we just bought recently, right. uh, a lot of the Wellberg stuff and a lot of the yes. other things, they do produce amazing results. Right. I will never knock something that I will never knock something that produces an awesome result and is worth a, a significant investment. Because you and I right. purchased a quite a, you know a large f- it was, for it was a large for us thing. it was a large yeah. investment in scenery products. Right. Um. That stuff. Is invaluable. You you cannot you can't place a value on that because it, it is invaluable. The better. Oh, hey, hey, and thanks for last week for bringing my bringing my uh, <laughs> um, my static grass and static grass avocado to my house when you when I asked you to. Thank you. Appreciate that. Oh, you're you're totally welcome. It took me a second there. <laughs> it took me a second there to. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, you're. You know what? You're totally welcome. I'm glad I dropped that off next Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, if you if you didn't remember from the beginning of the episode, we pre-recorded this episode. So um, you're totally welcome. And guess what? Uh, I will be home tonight. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I had a great beach trip. I'll tell you all the stories later. Oh, um, so, Did you get sunburned? You know, I'm I'm as red as a, I'm as red as the Kool Aid Man right now. <laughs> Anyways, um, we'll give you the beach recap next week. So, uh, I there's there are things you could you can invest in that um, are totally not you cannot put a value on it because it adds so much more to your your layout. Right. Um, but with that, there's a lot of things you can buy that just are completely unnecessary, and they're they're thought of in kind of the mainstream world of model railroading as necessary that really aren't necessary. Um, so we're going to kind of take a dive into that real quick on this week's okay. episode. And yeah, um, do you, do you want to kick that off, or do you want me to kick that off? I'll kick it off. I bought this. I thought it was a great idea. I was at a I was at some kind of tool sales place where they sell the multiple <laughs> different tools and things. Yeah. I I bought, you know, I like tweezers. I got a lot, all these lots of little tweezers. I bought this set, this pair of tweezers I saw, and they have a magnifying glass attached to the top. They, they, the tweezer slides out and it folds out. And so when you pick something up, if you're looking from the one side, it, has a magnifying glass and you can look at it through the through the magnifying glass at what's in your tweezers it's all one piece yeah and i bought that thinking oh that's the most genius thing ever and i've used it i've had it for four years i've used it zero times it's up here on my thing i use my regular old tweezers 
So I am sorry I paid the extra six dollars for that thing. It was the first thing I saw here today. But uh, buying things that I don't use is my biggest pet peeve that I don't end up using, thinking it's a great idea. Right. And it's it may be for somebody. For me, it wasn't. You know. So that's my first one. I think one of the other um, big things is. Um, and it's something that we've fielded a lot of a lot of questions about, and that maybe not so much now because people kind of understand the premise of our show, but the types of paint that you need to buy, and ah oh, yeah. So so the one thing that I really have a big issue with is when people contact us, and it's not listen. If you've ever contacted us about this, it's not it's not on you. It's on the people who educated you on what paints to buy. Right. Um, and at this point in our show, we're we're 137, 137 episodes in yeah. on the show. Um, you kind you 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 understand where we come from. Right. You don't need to buy every single color that ever existed ever ever existed of Floquil paint or ever. You mean uh, crap paint? No, I'm saying you Floquil. don't have okay. to have bought Floquil or okay. any other modeler specific paint. Gotcha. You know, the ones that are five, six, seven, eight bucks a bottle. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't have, don't get me wrong, Floquil, Floquil was an awesome brand when they, right. I mean, they had some awesome, they, they were a hell of a, of a name in the industry. Yep. Then they, they no longer are. But, um, a lot of people think that that is the industry standard. And, mm-hmm. You can get by with a lot of other more budget-friendly paints. Yes. Um, not that we're strictly budget model railroading, but you can get by with the budget paints. Um, yep. You can mix and match colors with acrylic paints and do just fine. Now, maybe not necessarily if you're painting very fine scale rolling stock. Um, right. But I won't talk about that because that's not our expertise. We don't do that. We don't do that. Um, it's not something I would feel comfortable telling people about. So I will divert to them and say that if you're buying, if you're doing that, you should probably be buying more specific railroad quality paints, model railroad quality paints. Cause they're, right. they do go on differently and it's a whole different process. Correct. But if you're doing structures, I think the unanimous decision upon model railroad craftsman builders, any craftsman builder in the hobby would say, you know, you can get by by mixing your acrylic and water-based paints. Yeah. Um, and get the same and get the same or better result. Yep. So one of my biggest um, things for buyer's remorse is is buying into the fact that you needed to buy the recommended brand or recommended type of paint by whatever industry standard model railroader publication yeah. that you needed that told you that you needed to buy them because you yeah. didn't need to buy that yeah. um you could do the same if or if that or better quality work with the you know the 99 cent or dollar 50 right. bottle of craft paint right and just because and don't let's let's take that in a different direction too um let's say Let's say somebody recommends that you're looking for a 
a specific <laughs> type of finish, okay? Right. And you're only going to get it by using that particular brand of paint because of the way it applies. Right. Because there are some paints out there like that. Some paints okay? just go on a certain way, and you got to have that and paint. And they're, be- and they're beautiful. Right. Buy just what you need in that. Don't buy every color under the rainbow in that because you may not probably ever probably use waste your money again. Right. You know, just buy what you need. If you need to buy it in the future in a different shade, then buy it then when you need it. Buy as needed. Right. I guess is the best thing. And I'll 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 get on the craft paint, craftsman paint. Um, sorry. Um, uh, craft craft acrylic craft paint that you get. Okay, I have hundreds of bottles of it. Okay. I'd say about 50% of that I wish I hadn't bought. Correct. And I'm going to tell you why. I went out because they had a special at this store for 79 cents. You could buy a bottle or you could buy three for five, three for a dollar or you could buy this. And I have, you know, like lemon lollipop and, you know, and, and, um, Pink bubble gum and, and and all these doof, goofy ones that I ended up buying simply because I didn't have that shade and I thought I'll you had to have use it. that. Yeah, I got like I got like uh, some purples and plums and it things like of, that. It kind of becomes an addiction when when it you're does. not careful. It does. Now I got these paints and I'm finding now that I've had them for a couple of years and never opened them and I went to open them, a couple of them up on Sunday and guess what? They're dry. They're getting all gummy and dried up yep. and everything else, and I'm throwing them into the trash can. And, um, you know, because I, I could add water to some of them. I was able to salvage a couple, but there's a bunch of them I ended up having to ditch, and, and they still had the freaking plastic wrapper on the top because I never touched the damn things. So I would say I've wasted probably, I don't know, um, I wouldn't say 50%. I don't think that's, I think, I don't think that's realistic, but I would say I, I might have, I might waste a hundred dollars or hundred fifty dollars on paints that I never used, or just craft and, paints. On craft paints, yeah. And, and and now I look back on it and I'm like, well, I don't need it. I got paints here that I think are wonderful and I could use. And I and I think, oh, you know what? Here, this one. I have linen. I have driftwood. I have coffee. I have butter pecan. I bought all these different colors of browns. Well, then I put them up to each other, and I find out that butter pecan this looks just like the linen. It looks just like the uh, burlap, which just look, looks just like the um, camel. Okay, they all kind of they may have a slight variance, but they're not that varied. That you, when you paint them on something small, that you're going to be able to tell the difference on, or the human eye is going to catch, and they're not. So. I really could have probably used a set of six different of one type. I could have probably got away with two bottles, you know, instead. Right. Um, so um, be careful. Get get the colors that you need and you think you'll use rather than getting them just so you have them. And, uh, you know, oh, my God, well, someday I may have to I may have to use the ultraviolet one, you know, something like that, you know. Right. The sugar plum. So, because you're never going to use sugar plum, you're never. How many different kinds of aqua are you going to use? Get one, right? You know, get maybe one or two. Don't buy eight different aquas from three different companies. You know, don't do it. You know, so and, and we all do it. I know a lot of guys that can sit here. They're probably listening to this right now, going, "Yep, did that, did that." Oh, there's a bunch. There's a bunch of stuff like that. Oh um, yeah, yeah. You know, it just comes with. So. It comes with 
I think it comes with being a beginner in the hobby. Yeah. And, it, and it's a fast, it's a very, very, very fast learning process. Yeah. So, right. you know, in the beginning, I think we learned very fast. You know, there's some things that... Some of them I mix up, Brett. Pueblo and... Tor- oh, no, no. Pueblo I'm not talking about... Terracotta. I'm not talking about I mean, just... They're the same. I'm not talking about just paints. Yeah. I'm talking about things that we consider that when yeah. we first started doing what we do, we thought it was, you know, a must-have. You got to have this. Every glue under the sun. Yeah. That's another thing you learn quick on. Um, I think some of the things you need to do essentially are you need to have a good you need all right there's there i i use only now i only use three glues on my entire of all my work ready number one i use 80 percent of the time you know what it is my my 80 percent yeah my 80 percent rule 80 20 it's kind of 80 10 10 yeah, but eighty percent of the time I use wood glue. Yeah, for everything, everything signs. Yep. I use it for paper signs I make. I custom make paper signs. Right. I use wood glue. I use it for all my wood kits. I use it for detail parts on some plastic kits that I put on plastic. I know right. that's a crazy shocker that I use wood glue on plastic. But guess what? <laughs> for tiny little parts like lampshades and stuff like that. It works. It works and yeah. it holds and, and I've bumped it and it, it's not come loose right. um, in very, very, very small applications. Another one is my other temp, my other two that I would break up instead of the 80-20 rule, I would say it's 80-10-10 because 10% of the time I use my, um, you know what, I might, I might make it different. I'll say it's it's 70% wood glue mm-hmm. 20% Aileen's tacky glue right that's a that's a staple you gotta have some yep. Aileen's tacky glue you do and, and, the, hey, and, and the other the one plain white. get the white one yeah just get the plain yeah. white and get the upside down bottle they yeah, make it now don't do what I did and buy the clear one <laughs> the clear gel tacky glue doesn't work the same uh, I had horror. I have it, and I, I, I it's 99% full. I use it once. I didn't really like the it. The other one much. you got to have is just one tube on hand of the mm-hmm. tester's plastic cement. Yes. That's it. That's yeah. all you need. Personally, that's all you need, those three glues. Maybe a CA, maybe, maybe CA glue. Right. Sorry Did you just that. launch a missile? What the hell was that? <laughs> well, what the I hell was touching, that? As I was touching my uh, <laughs> the white cap fell off, and now I can't find the son of a bitch. It sounded like a whistle from one of those bottle rockets that you launch. It whistles up Shoot, into the now air. Now that stuff's gonna dry out on me. <laughs> Can we just talk about one thing real quick? Yeah, go ahead. How how comes my wood glue bottle doesn't even have a cap on it anymore? I cut the cap off. Yeah, mine does too. How, why does it never dry out? It never does. I don't know why. Ever. <laughs> yeah. I could go. Right. I could go three weeks without with three weeks without touching that wood glue bottle. My, my Elmer's white all, um, glue all, uh, white glue does the same thing. It'll never I, dry. The cap's cut off, and it doesn't. It doesn't never. And I never had to pick anything out of it. Now never, because I cut the cap, and I just I could just pour it right from there. It's right. This to is rock. here's one essential tip. And we're kind of getting off track from the buyer's remorse thing. Yeah. But 
one one good thing I've this is the best thing I think I've done with glue. With my wood glue, I've completely snipped the entire, you know, open and closable cap right. off the bottle. Now it's just a little tiny quarter-inch stub on top of the bottle. Yeah. And it just dumps out like a like a waterfall of wood glue when I wow. turn it over. That is the best thing I've ever done to my wood glue, my wood glue ever. Yep. Yep, I have mine set like that right now. It's so. the same deal. I love it. I love it. So. Anyways, all right, let's get back into the buyer's remorse stuff here. Yeah. Um, I think when you get into, um, so you have to have a HO scale ruler or a scale ruler. You have to have a scale ruler. There's a lot of other things that are like, you know, there's a, there's a couple other tools. I won't go into the brands that are gauges and standards within measuring that you need. Yeah. I think really the only thing you need is a standard one-inch metal metal ruler. You have to have a metal one because they're nice and thin and they are they work great as a straight edge. Right. And then right. you just have to have the the Micromark gauge ruler. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you necessarily need all the other more expensive square edges and different angled tools and all this. And I don't know if you need to get into all that. You know, if, yeah. you, if you have a, if you can get a multi-angle tool, um, they sell right. them. They sell them at Michaels. They sell them at Walmart. Even just a protractor. Mm-hmm. Even a even a, even a basic protractor. You can measure angles with, or draw out basic circles, basic circles with. Um, right. You don't need all the other fine scale angling and, and engineering tools that a lot of these people recommend. Oh, I, I agree with that. You know what I'm talking I agree about? With that. A lot of it you can yep. get the same type of thing from Walmart, or even go to right. Staples and get a angle. Uh, you know, you get you get a square from uh, a measuring square from staples you can do the same thing sure. and, and create proper 90 and 45 degree angles or whatever angle you want from a non-modeling specific office supply store um, right. they're selling the same things that allow you to create 45 or 35 or odd angle measurements with that aren't so what I'm getting into here is there's tools that allow you to create odd angles with mm-hmm. that are modeling specific. What are you rooting through? A drawer of my like paint, my paintbrushes. It I sounds like a drawer of popcorn. Glue. I lost the lid to that glue, and now well, it probably will never dry out. I don't know. It don't ever dry. But anyways, yeah. back to my thing. You can buy specific modeling, quote unquote, modeling tools that allow you to set specific angles and very precise measurements on um, degrees of angles. Right. Or you could just go to your, you know, Walmart or Staples and buy the same tool for like a quarter of the price or less. Right. A protractor or or a you know basic angling tool, um, a ninety degree or a modeling triangle or not a modeling yeah. triangle, but a, oh, a, a square. You could buy a squaring tool um, yeah. and get the same thing for like five bucks. 
Um, and that kind of stuff goes a long way with creating 45 degree angles or creating any random angle that you want. Right. But you're not buying it from the the quote unquote modeling site that mm-hmm. sells it for three or four times the price. Right. And the same goes with okay. This will be a little controversial. I'm gonna make some. I I'm gonna not make some friends with this one, but a lot of people like to use modeling blocks. You've seen this before too. Have you? I have. I mean, everybody's got their favorite thing. So everyone's got their opinion, right? I'm not going to, I'm never going to trash someone's opinion. I'm not going to trash your opinion right now. But, but, you can, who is the, there was a patron actually that just shared this. It was the most ingenious idea I've ever seen. Why are you sniffing the vacuum cleaner? The dog came up. And I had the vacuum cleaner in I there. I thought you were asking was, me that. I was like, no, what was, are you talking about? I'm not, I don't even have a vacuum, the vacuum cleaner near me. sitting right here. And uh, <laughs> the dog came up and pressed his nose to the vacuum cleaner tank. I thought you were asking me. I'm and like, um, I'm, not, walked away. I'm not sniffing the vacuum cleaner. But I was like, that was strange. Anyhow, never mind. Continue. So there's a lot of like squaring tools and squaring mechanisms you can use. Um, yeah to make your models perfectly 90 or perfectly whatever the angle you're looking for or shoring it up. I have a gluten jig. Right. I don't have have, a gluten jig. I have buyer's remorse on that one. I don't have a gluten jig. And I... I I have buyer's remorse on that. So you do. But there was a patron recently that posted on our page that used Lego blocks for that same thing. Yeah, that's an idea. Isn't that ingenious? I thought it was great. You just gave me all my idea. old childhood Legos, and now you're probably regretting giving me all those childhood Legos because you could have made nah. a gluing jig. I could have, but... But now you I, have more I, bench space. I do have more bench space. But you can always come down and take a couple Legos and make a gluing jig if you want. Yeah, if I need to. But, um, but I'd rather the girls get to play with that. Listen, if, yeah. you take, if you take 50 Legos out of those bins, they'll never know the difference because there's literally a million Legos in those bins. Oh, there are. There are. It's <laughs> unreal. I, there's... I, I looked at that when I brought that down there. I was like, how much money over so, the course of time when you were younger, how much I invested in the Legos? So one of the things I think I... I think I could have a summer home at that point. <laughs> you could have been in Cape Cod right now. Yep. But anyways, <laughs> between that and Hot Wheels. Right. But um, um, the one thing I do... I You said you have buyer's remorse over it, and I have not purchased them, and I've used homemade versions, is making your own gluing and and squaring jigs um it's something don't get me wrong you can buy it many 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 of our patrons buy them yeah. and they have great results with them i'm not saying you shouldn't buy it but you can also do your own homemade version of a gluing jig yep whether you're using legos like some of our patrons have done or right. you do like i do and you um you make your own homemade ones with like wood scraps cut to certain angles yeah, or you're yeah. using weights like hockey pucks or other weights you can home craft with your own. You can right. make those things on your own. Um, yep. and, and they're just as permanent as a buying a gluing jig right. or any other kind of jig. Um, you can a keep jiggity it, jig. A jiggity jig. You can keep it. <laughs> if you have a 45 one, you cut at a perfect angle and you have other angles you've cut to work with it. You can keep them forever. It's not like you're, you're oh, yeah. it's not like they're disposable if you make a homemade one. Right. But um, you know, I I just people feel like they have to have that. And if 
guys have them. They're great. They work well. But you can also make your homemade ones if you aren't able to afford one too. So, and that's what I've done with with a couple other homemade items. And now that I have all these Legos down here, and I saw that um, a couple guys were using Legos as homemade jigs, I'm gonna make some Lego jigs. Yeah. Why not? Cool. So yeah, why not? I think that's a great idea. And what's another thing you have buyer's remorse over? Uh, yeah, <laughs> testers liquid cement. <laughs> uh, not the glue, the, the, not no, testers no, plastic the, glue. The, 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 the watery crap with the brush right. in the bottle. Yeah, that that one you can throw that in the trash. I threw it in the trash. It's, I no longer have it. Um, it's uh, it's it's gone. It's going right in there with uh, Eileen's super gel tacky glue, which is going in the trash can at this moment. Wow, we and heard that is, live. Yep, you heard it live. There's some, as we're doing this, I'm I'm sitting there going through stuff that I will never ever use and have no plan to ever use. After, and I'm sorry I bought it, and that's one of them. Uh, it doesn't glue very well for me. Um, that is one. It is the testers in the little glass bottle that has the brush in it, and that it might as well. I I would better I would have better luck using a glue stick, an Elmer's glue stick, and uh and a, and a and a two uh, and a uh, a bottle of water. <laughs> I'm not kidding. If that thinned out, oh, it's just crap. It's also, crap. it doesn't glue squat. Speaking together. of that, yeah, this goes back to something we've talked about before. Make sure you never buy the school glue version of an Elmer's school. glue. Yeah, I have school glue. We talked about this before. It sucks. If you buy the craft Elmer's glue, yeah, it's way better. It's way thicker. Um, the yep. school glue version of the Elmer's white glue is right. made so kids don't choke and suffocate on it. Yes. Well, we never, ever, ever advocate for that. No. And we understand why there's a, a value in having a Absolutely. type of glue where kids don't eat it. They don't eat it. The, the only reason I saved it is so that your girls can play with it. If they're making something here, we'll have well, it. Totally. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. But from a modeling standpoint, it takes forever to cure, yeah. and it right. never cures the way you want it. Right. Because uh, it's meant to not be choked on when you eat yep. paste in school. Yep. Uh, so we never advocate for eating glue, but if you're going to buy a glue to work with, make sure it's not the school glue version, and make sure it's the Elmer's traditional white glue. Right. Because uh, it'll never dry. And it'll never dry yeah. the way you want it. No, you're right. You're right. So, oh. yep. um, one other uh, like last thing that I have as a buyer's remorse is, and you're gonna not maybe you'll I have agree. a new I have a new buyer's remorse is what we talked about last week. Okay, well, let me hit this one. You got it. My helping hands. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't. I regret purchasing that. Yeah. Um, Luckily, they're not expensive. They're not expensive. And I, I know I've pushed it on the show before. Um, yeah. I've talked about buying one and, and, and working with it, and I thought I enjoyed it. Listen, don't get me wrong. When I first got it, I thought it was the most awesome thing I had. Yep. But it was so limited with its size and magnification yep. that when I got other things that, like the Ot lights that we talked about so many times, yeah. and other magnification tools that I have um, 
and other lighting things I have, once I had better lighting and better magnification, yep. I regretted having the helping hands tool because it was so small and so tight and so limited with size yeah. that I felt constrained by it. And it, yeah, you know, once I got better and bigger and more robust with my lighting and magnification for not much more money, right? I was able to work better. So buying yeah. a helping hands did not help me. Right. I agree on that. I used to have a, I used to have one as well. And uh I think I threw mine away. I think honestly a better tool is either an ot light or a combination of just a magnification like a big yeah. mag- a big crafting. If you get on Amazon and you search like craft yep. magnifier glass, you can find yeah, like some it. some monstrous ones. They're like 8 inches wide. Yeah, they're cool. Big, mag- big, huge magnifying glasses that you can right. work with. Right. Um, and some of them even have built-in lights. Right. Either working with yeah, that. Yeah, well, Ot, Ot makes one. I have one right well, here now. I know Ot makes one, but even just searching on Amazon, you can find a variety of large magnifying glasses with a built-in light or a combination of a, a large magnifying glass and a couple Ot lights or a couple crafting lights. You know, for a few dollars more... You can yep. get a, a hell of a good setup and a way better magnification and yeah. way better lighting. Um, and I do highly recommend a Optivisor. Optivisor. I don't have one. And, and you can get one. You can get them at, at – I think I have um, – I got mine at Hobby Lobby and it was like uh, – I think you used the, the 40% off coupon. I paid like 18 bucks or something like that, you know? But for me, it's well. I use it a lot, especially on fine detail stuff. So, yep. Nice. Yeah. Um. What's another? What's another last minute resort? I'm looking at buyer's remorse thing. Uh, There's a couple name brand things in the hobby that I don't want to name. Well, how about you talk about it without naming the brand? Um. Okay. I bought. It's a it's a stain from a it's a no I don't want to do that no no we get it I get I already know where you're going don't go there yep um I think I mean I think we covered a bunch of it yeah um and no it wasn't Hunter Line I love Hunter Line I love every Hunter, Hunter Line is just wanted to be say just wanted to be completely clear on that so I I, I um I need to get some more Hunter Line stuff I'm actually low on my driftwood stain. My Driftwood Hunterline stain is my most used stain by yeah. far. Um, I don't think I really have any other remorse items. Right, right. And pretty much anything testers except wood glue. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, except the plastic glue. Except for the plastic glue. Um, yeah, I'm looking up here. I've I've gone through and gotten rid of a lot of my remorseful things. I, I will I say that I don't see much of a difference between some of the other water texture yeah products compared right. to mod podge right um i think they produce the same exact result well um, i think you're i think your your product your companies that make the water products are using gloss gel medium on a lot of stuff <laughs> i yeah. really do yeah uh, and which is fine we've talked know? about that i think it's yeah i think it's but that's it I yeah. think we won't go much farther into it, but I think it's no. pretty much the no, same right. product in a different in a different label. It same is. pig, different lipstick. Right. How about that? Exactly. Same pig, different lipstick. <laughs> um, 
But uh, you know, I think we've covered a lot of it. Uh, I mean, yeah, pretty much. I think it was a good show. I think your essential tools are some things you need for essential tools are, you know, you need you need a good really. Oh, we went over, we've gone over essential. You tools. need a good set of, Yeah, you need a good set of everything. A good set of yeah. brushes. Um, one thing you need is um, just making sure you have good lighting, good comfort. We've talked about this show. Um, mm-hmm. But don't get caught up in the hype of everything. I think yeah. some things that come out and are initially there's a lot of hype behind it because it's it's, it's a new product and yeah, there's always ways around things. You can, I've talked about I've talked about particular paints that I've gotten the same results out yeah. of acrylic and I've gotten great results and not out just of with oil paints. paints and oil paints are cheap and not just with paints. Uh, yeah. different weathering products you can get the same results like the from colored pencils colored pencils um yes, we uh, talked about pencils. weathering pigments that's, that's all the further i'll say with that weathering pig- I some people that spent some good money yeah on on some on those weathering pencils and, and from a certain from certain manufacturers and weathering and, pigments are the same thing right um and pigments they, versus they, chalks they, mm-hmm. um oftentimes we talked about buying just s- sticks of chalk pastels the hard yeah. dry chalk pastels from a craft yep. store and you and I both have had bought many cheese graters or many great many many graters, yeah. And um, we've ground down our chalk into yeah. powder on our own. And I've never had never had an issue with it. And the same people I talk to, uh, and I'll tell you somebody else who does the exact same thing we do is Jason Jensen. Yeah, and he'll speak up for it as well. He uses the same thing that we do. And he's even and talked about who, using. Other he's used Rembrandt and a couple other tool, a couple other brands. He, he buys a he buys a craft store and he gets the same yeah soft pastels as long as they're soft, soft pastels, pastels. and uh, ground them up like we do and he gets those results like we do and um, you know it's the same deal. So uh, yeah, it's a lot so. of it's a lot of basically I guess the gist of this week's episode is don't get caught up in the hype of yeah. of, of new things. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Every now and then, there's products that come along that are just like, yeah, kick ass, and you got to get one. And, and if it's on sale, and it's a super duper price, <laughs> get it. Just buy it. Yeah. Yeah. So, except for the paint, you know, be careful on too many different colors of paint. Don't buy the, don't buy like we were talking. Don't don't buy the, uh, the blue moon color, and just because you don't have it, you know. So, never mind. Well, I, I guess the theme of this week's episode was just don't get caught up in the hype of new things and don't get caught up in the hype of a product just because it's recommended by right. a certain group or a certain publication or a certain new thing of the week. Right. Um, you know, because... Give it some time. Give it... Let it let, out on the market let the a dust little settle. Bit. And then, yeah. And let's, let's try see how other people are... Using it, or not just that because it don't not not, not necessarily because maybe it is a good product. I'm kidding. I I know, I know, but maybe it is a great product. Yeah, and maybe you know after a few months after it's been out, it's something worthwhile and investing in. But but sometimes when you when something new comes out, like I'm just gonna I'm gonna make up a whole hypothetical scenario. For the, for the ending of the show. And then, we'll get, and then we're going to get to our listener questions. Yeah, and, and then we're going to do right. listener questions and we'll be done. Okay. So, company company X puts out new product and it's, uh, what can we say here that won't 
be a conflict here. Uh, new product, and it is the latest and greatest in in painting clapboard siding. And somewhere in the the description of their product, they mentioned that it's a acrylic based product. Mm-hmm. Well, do yourself a favor, and no matter what it is, whether it's weathering or a weathering product or a painting product or a glue or whatever it is, right? Just Google like um blank blank whatever the color is acrylic paint or blank blank type glue. Chances are you'll find an alternative and. After being do after I've done this hob after we've done this hobby for a while, it's pretty quick to realize that you know there's a lot of products that get relabeled as specific to this crafts and model railroading hobby that are um, rebranded as the same t- the same product but just a new label, right. same pig, different lipstick. I love that, and um, you can save a ton of money just buying it differently as a non-model railroading product. Right. And we're probably going (laughs) to... There's probably a a bunch of different manufacturers out there that just hate us right now. But but that's the key to it, is why spend three times as much on something that's not going to add value to your layout if you had purchased it for three times at the price that it was marketed as because it was now sold by a, a model railroading type business. Mm-hmm. Um, we're definitely not making any friends with that with that co- with that comment. But uh, uh, you know what, though, so there there's still rules. There's but still, but but still, it's the difference procedures. of it's the difference of spending five dollars on something and and twenty dollars on something right, when right. it provides the same result. So all I'm saying is do your due diligence. Do your due diligence without mentioning product names. Do a little bit of due diligence and kind of dig into a product. To find out what what it is and see if there's an alternative to it. And with that, I'm going to just end tonight's uh, topic about that. And we're yeah. going to go into our patron questions. Let's do the patron questions. All right. Here we go. This was actually asked the week prior, but um, – oops, open wrong app. But here we go. Scott Horgan, how about – a patron diorama. Everybody contributes a little finished detail of some sort for your display. How about a patron diorama? Everybody contributes to. And then what? Oh, oh no, I get it. Okay. Then we make a diorama up, all, and everybody adds something all, to it. We send it from place to place to place. All the patrons contribute to a massive diorama that we all uh, build in on. That'd be kind of cool. That might be interesting. So I'm gonna look. At, I'm, I'm just gonna add to that, Scott. We would all. It'd be cool if we all agreed on like a, a theme for it. Yeah. And all of us submitted like an item. And we well, built. We, who's we, gonna build it? Oh yeah. <laughs> so what we do Scott, is we take a foam board like twelve by twelve. We ship it. And and we ship it. And uh, and every at, at each place somebody gets to add a little something oh, to it. Until we build a diorama. Okay. Okay. 
in some form, we'd have to get a little. We have right. to refine it better. What I just let's described. work. On, we'll look. We'll, we're going to work on. Maybe that's on, what uh, looking at. You know, I like the idea of that. Yeah, we're going to work on some logistics with it, but um, we could definitely make that happen. So, like each person, each each patron that wants in on it gets like a, um, you know, a month with it. Right. Right. And they can add maybe not a month, maybe maybe you get fourteen days, you get two weeks. Yeah, yeah. From the time you receive it via shipping, you get you get seventy five patrons, Brent. Well, yeah, but not all seventy five are going to want in. Yeah, that's true. We already know that. Yeah, you're going to get maybe ten to fifteen to twenty percent that want in. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, I'm just working off an average. Right. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. If all seventy-five went in, we're gonna have one hell of a diorama. <laughs> but um, uh, we'll work that out. We'll we'll work on the details. So twenty-five that. people get it for two weeks. That'd be awesome. It's gonna take a year. Yeah, but think about that, Dad. How yeah. badass would that look if twenty-five people over a year got a diorama to work on? Yeah, that would be, be killer. Yeah. So, anyways, we can work on the details of that within the patron group. Let's start a subtopic within our patron Facebook group. Okay. Of just how we could work on a collaborative diorama. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be kind of cool. So, all right. Scott, we're going to work on that. Next one from Ron Piskel. Do anyone, does anyone use airbrush for doing walls? I'm guessing you're talking about for a uh, structure. But yeah. we don't have airbrushes, so um, my dad I and I, my question. dad and I really can't answer that question. There's a few people that have commented on it as um, a subtopic within the Patreon group, um, so I'll just let it. I'll let it that. Yeah. Uh, Greg Baker, have you had to change what you are modeling or abandon a project completely due to lack of supplies or materials? Um. I've had to pause. We've had to kind of. Re- I've had to pause until I got the materials. Or we've had to reevaluate some of what we some of what we are working on. Yeah. Due to constraints with what we had. Right. Um. So yeah, definitely. I think one of them, a couple, you know, a couple of them were um, some of the walls, like giant retaining walls we were working on. Yeah. Um, we thought we would do it one way, and it, it didn't look right. So we had to wait till we found a better result uh, or a better company that we could work with. Yeah. Um, and that's a material issue. Sometimes, right. you, some, sometimes you buy something that you think will look great as a. You find out it doesn't. Like those, remember those Chooch Enterprise rubber oh my retaining walls I bought? Yeah. They were like they weren't even made of rubber. What the hell they were? Like, they were made they out were like some kind of a. Styrofoam from space or something. Yeah, they were made out like recycled McDonald's cups. Like real styrofoam. They curved. They were awful. They bent on us. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 were not good. They were they were they were just awful. They were flexible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's a couple things like that, but their product. I mean, they had some other really cool products. That one particularly was not good. But yeah, you're right. right. Yeah, and yeah. We, we were like, okay, well, you gotta, we got to find something else. That's not going to work. And they already came into the mail. And then there's another buyer's remorse. We already had them. Yeah. So. I mean, that's one of them. Um, but, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff like that. Um, what percentage 
I wonder what percentage of our stuff that we take off and throw away eventually that didn't turn out right. Oh my god, I don't even want to think about it. Percentage of money that we lost in that stuff. I don't want to think about it. Exactly. I don't want to think about it. It'll make me sick. (laughs) All right, next one from Desi J. What is the next model on your workbench? What do you want to do after your your big build here of Rust Rock Falls? What's your next thing, Dad? What do you What do you want to start? Wow. Um. I know it's I hard to move past Rock, Rust Rock Falls for you, but what's your next thing? Either it's either going to be Victoria Falls Hotel, or it's going to be the Fenwick Funnels. So it's going to be one of those two. Which kit is Fenwick Funnels? That's a big monster CCK kit. It's another mill, a big mill. Okay. Fenwick Funnels. Yeah, I think- it, I, I, it was Jeff's, and it was at the time it was the last one he had. And he sold it to me, and it was it was pretty cool. So um, I, think, I, ha- I think my next kit's gonna be. It's got a big cupola on top. It's beautiful. I'm not sure what my next kit's gonna be. I don't know. I, I'm I'm fifty fifty here. My next project is gonna be Victoria Falls, and we're gonna pour the walls. Ooh. We're gonna mold, we're gonna we're gonna mold cast. You and I are gonna do that together. Okay. Pat, we're gonna we're gonna figure out through the help of Matt Hankins, uh, we're gonna um, and his advice. I'm gonna pour. We're gonna create some molds and reproduce the walls and make a monster building. So, yeah, that's gonna be one of our next projects after I finish up this Rush Rock Falls slash uh, the um, yacht basin um, uh, part of our layout. This isn't just a diorama. This is a part of the layout. It's a big section. So it's going to all fit in one place. My, um, uh, so, go ahead. I was going to say, my next big thing is going to probably be to either work on the saving, the savings and loan building, which is a Bachman Spectrum building. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or um, one of the Campbell's kits I have. I'm not what, sure which what, one it what is. What about that big, what about the, the Wiley's uh, uh, uh see that yeah one. but I also have that and, yeah. and then I have a Westboro Sandhouse oh okay. and then I have God, yeah. the one of the kits that um, Bill Sotori gave us yeah I I mean there's a million of them I could yeah. pick I could pick one of a dozen kits right now looking at me right now on the shelf to right. build or yeah. the church that we got from um, that big Wiley complex from CCK uh, I would like to get worked on because it's going to take a chunk, and we need to figure out where it's going to, where we're going to incorporate that into yeah, our layout. You're right. We start using but all the so is things. the saving, So is my Bachman Spectrum building. Uh, true, yeah. And true. so is my uh, Westboro Sandhouse. Right. And so, and is, so is my Ashmore <laughs> Hotel, my Fenwick Funnels, and the Victoria. They're Falls all going to take. You could yeah. say that all of them are going to be, take get a another, big chunk. Let's just get another uh, six foot by. Let's just buy bread a new house. Oh my god! I mean, but in reality, we got to figure out what we're doing and where we're going to put it because yeah. you know right. we're going to be crunching some. We're going to be making some stuff pretty tight looking. Yeah, exactly. So we got to figure that out. But I'm either going to, I'm either. Oh, go I think I'm going to just do. You know what? Let me think here. I so I got to finish the terminal completely. Which means I just have to finish the Canal Street Market building, basically. Right, right. That's the last building. 
Mm-hmm. Um, let me think. Let me look. Yeah, that's the last one he's done. Yeah. After that, I gotta also finish the Bar Mills kit that I started, and the um, Fisherman's Co-op. Okay. So once those once those are all wrapped up, I think I'll do. Oh, that's a tough choice. It, it's always a tough choice. What you're gonna <sighs> dig into next? Yep. But I think I'll I might dig into Wileys. We'll we'll do Wileys. Uh, we'll next. figure it out. So, anyways, all right. Next question. Oh, crap. I closed it. Hang on. Look at me. Why do you guys listen to the show, by the way? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Last one uh, from Jake Johnson. What tool or tools do you want to get next? What tool do I want to get next? I will answer that question. I know what I'm going to get next. I was a co-worker of mine. Does He does craftsman woodworking, um, meaning he builds, um, he does decorative wood carvings uh-huh. in the furniture and makes, you know, decorative shelves and cabinets, that type of thing. And he has a tool that he he bought it. He can buy him a micro mark. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it looks like a pin vise, except it has a. It, it's almost like a screw, and it, it's, it's a drill. But you just push a button uh, on the top. You push down on it, or you put some pressure down on it, and it actually turns the screw like a like a power drill almost. But it's all manual, huh. spring loaded. And it spring loads it and it drives that little drill right into the wood without you having to wow. constantly turn it with your fingers. And uh, I have to look what I have to look it up what it's called. I'm gonna find it. It's I know that Michael Mark has it. He showed it to me and uh he, he said that's a good tool to get. Also, I'm gonna look for a center hole uh center press what the hell was that called? No, nah, never mind. Never center press punch or something like that. Yeah. Uh, for putting little divots in the metal and because um, you never know when you're going to do that. Um, <laughs> but I think yeah. the next tool that I want to get into or get into buying is a, um, a precision. I want to get a precision bender. You know what that is? Micromark has them. Are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm reading a uh, text from Dave Cruzwick. Oh, oh, please. Sorry. Is it important? Uh, it has to pertain. Well, it's not like a share. Okay, we'll talk about but, later. Yeah. So I want to get a precision metal bender, like for specifically for um, wire, mm-hmm. where I can start to bend scale wire or scale tubing to right. a certain, um, you know, certain radius or certain angle. Where I can, yes. you know, make my uh, make my own gooseneck lamps, or make my own um, right. bent metal telephone poles, or I'm not not telephone poles, but street lights and things like that. They make jigs for those things. Well, Micromark actually has a precision bender um, oh. for specifically for that, where you can bend oh, okay. things to certain angles. So um, I want to pick up something like that, where it's like a a, a strip wire bending tool. Right. Um, I think it would... Cool. 
allow me to make a lot of. If somebody out there knows of the company that makes the the gooseneck jig, I know there's a bunch out there. I can't remember who that was that has that. I've seen them out there, and I'd like to buy one because I hate having to sit and bend them things exactly. Another Uh, another thing that would help with that is um, Micromark actually has a set of them metal forming pliers. Oh, okay. Which I've been looking at for a while. Um, Yeah, and it would do the same kind of thing. Which would allow us to yeah. bend very precision, um, very very precision get that things. Glass door from jewel, the jewelry section. Oh, probably for half the they price. They have jewelers' tools. Yes. So that's one of the things I would like to get. But yeah. Anyways, that that wraps up our questions of the week. Cool. So, all right. Cool. Yes, sir. Awesome. Well, uh, I think we've covered a bunch. I mean, we're. Holy cow. I mean, this episode alone, we're an hour 45 in. So, um, I think we're going to wrap this week up and uh, call it a night. Sounds good to me. All righty. Well, it was great. Again, I had a good time tonight. It was a good show. I know. Yeah. I had a great time. Um, yeah. So, I think I think some of these episodes these episodes are going to be fun where we're doing like um, a, con- a comparison or yeah. a pro-con kind of thing. I, I think like it's that. I think it's very val- very yeah. valuable to what we do to to, to kind of compare you know what you need to buy what you don't need to get what Agreed our favorites that. are what are or what we've had bad bad results with even though it's a popular item it might not be the best item for you to buy currently um, just because something is the hype currently in the hobby doesn't mean you need to go out and buy it right away. Um, Sometimes you can save a little money waiting and finding an alternative. So I think we can all agree with with that statement that, you know, sometimes waiting and playing the patient game is better. Yep. So that's it. So. All right. Awesome. Well, hey, uh, next week you'll get my – I'm sure you'll get some great stories of my beach trip and uh, – There'll be some funny things involved with that. I found an actual um, model railroading store at the place I'm going to be visiting. So I want to pop in there and check it out. It might be garbage. It might not be garbage. So uh, I'll let you know next week. Yeah, let me know. (laughs) We'll talk about it on the show. Cool. So, all right, guys. How was that? How was that store? uh, It was was either great or not great. (laughs) I'll tell you right now, it was either a great visit or a not great visit. All right. Uh, we'll talk about it next week. So, all right. Uh, all right. Well, thanks night, again everybody. for tuning in. Have a great evening and uh, have an awesome weekend. Peace. Later.